This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. My latest Mail Tribune food section column, and those are also published under the name The Whole Dish, proclaims how wild I am for wild mushrooms, and then, of course, follows with a confession about what a poor mushroom forager I am. For no lack of trying, I have some knowledge of the habitat's mushrooms favor. I've written stories about mushroom hunting over the years, interviewed mushroom hunters, gone out myself in places where I thought I might find morels when I knew other people were finding morels, and all I've ever come home with is poison oak (laughs) for all my pains. The lone sort of score that I've ever had in the realm of wild mushrooms was finding two really, really beautiful, beefy lobster mushrooms on the southern Oregon coast, right on a hiking trail. And of course, I am aware enough of mushroom sort of peculiar ways to know that they favor disturbed soil. And so right along a hiking trail definitely does make sense. I only found them, though, because I almost tripped over them. was such a proud moment to bring these home lobster mushrooms being one of my maybe my hands down favorite of course southern oregon is known for its springtime morels and that's the context of my column of course that the season for mushroom hunting will be kicking off here shortly and as usual i'm gonna be empty-handed if i don't go to the farmer's market and pay a pretty penny for a few precious spring morels But the good news about mushrooms, particularly in this time when most of us are looking to safeguard our health, boost our immunity, if we can through dietary and other means, is that mushrooms are sort of one of the latest edibles to be elevated to superfood status. They are very, very supportive of the immune system, and I go into more detail about that in my column, which can also be found at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. And that was published March 25th under the headline wild about wild mushrooms. Of course, the column isn't all about wild mushrooms. It's about the benefits of all types of mushrooms, including the garden variety mushrooms and the exotic mushrooms that are actually cultivated but are often mischaracterized, particularly on restaurant menus, as quote-unquote wild. There are absolutely, unequivocally wild species, to my knowledge, and I've written about this a number of times over the years. No one has found a way to cultivate morels, which is why they are still so highly prized and fetch such a high price. No one's found a way to cultivate chanterelles, Oregon's other very, very well-known mushroom that's flush in the fall instead of the springtime. But there are any number of cultivated mushrooms out there and ways to cultivate them. I actually was given a mushroom growing kit, an inoculated like log one year for Christmas, and I failed at growing it on that too. I don't know what it is. 
I love mushrooms. I guess mushrooms just don't love me so much. I'm just going to have to keep trying here. Maybe someone will take pity on me and take me out and show me how to forage and share a secret spot. And in the meantime, I'm going to content myself with cultivated mushrooms. And it's become easier because there's a far wider variety available in supermarkets these days than there ever has been. There's probably at least a dozen types, even at Food for Less in Medford. And some of my favorites, in addition to just button mushrooms and creminis, which have lots of mainstream uses in just about anything. I love shiitakes, of course, and oyster mushrooms in Asian food in particular. King oyster mushrooms have become one of my favorites. And I did a podcast about them a little bit more than a year ago about how when they're diced up, because they're a very, very large mushroom that can be cut into a dice that almost resembles tofu. And they can pass for another plant-based protein in a lot of Asian dishes, and I love them prepared that way. There's all kinds of other mushrooms, maitake, inaki mushrooms, which are really lovely, just raw, sprinkled on top of soup, quite a wide variety for those of us who love mushrooms and love trying them. Mushroom loving is not universal in my family, however. My older son is adamant that mushrooms are one of his non-negotiables. He, he's just not going to eat them. And I like to give everyone sort of a free pass on one or two foods in our house within reason that they just won't eat. But I don't keep the mushrooms out of every single dish for him because he's the only one who doesn't like them. So there are times when I ask him to just sort of pick around them if I can't give him a portion that exempts the mushrooms. On the other side of the table, my younger son loves mushrooms. And in fact, he has become enamored with portobello mushrooms. When he's in the grocery store with me, he's pointed out the giant mushrooms. He's just so into these giant mushrooms that I made a point of buying them, even though it had been more than a decade, probably since I had bought a portobello. I was sort of in this mindset that portobellos just didn't have a whole lot of flavor. You know, they're essentially just a big cremini mushroom. I could just buy cremini mushrooms and have that flavor in my food, or so I thought. I viewed portobellos as something that sort of had their moment in the early 90s when vegetarians were choosing to eat them like a burger, which I never really got. I mean, I have tried it, but I thought, eh, I don't know that this makes such a great burger. But I decided that I would do something with these giant mushrooms, and I decided to stuff them with a sausage mixture that very closely resembles my mixture for meatballs. And in fact, that's what my older son, the mushroom dissenter, got was just meatballs on his plate. And my younger son and I both got these lovely roasted portobello mushroom caps stuffed with this meatball mixture that has some dried fruit and some pine nuts, onion, garlic, fresh herbs. And I was amazed at how good this portobello mushroom was, how satisfying it was, how great the texture was, and how well it went with this meatball mixture. And just a, a very light kind of marinara sauce that I had put in the baking dish 
under the mushroom just to sort of give it a, a surface to not stick to the baking dish. And this was super simple. I just roasted the mushroom for maybe 10 minutes before I stuffed it just to kind of soften it up. And it just really, really maintained its integrity instead of just sort of withering away. I may be preaching to the choir out, out there. You know, people might be saying, well, duh, of course they're delicious. But I was very, very impressed. It gave me the impetus to want to try portobello mushrooms again as a burger when the time came around and I could certainly sell this to my younger son and get some enthusiasm out of him on that front and make a meat burger for my older son. So I went back through the archives of my blog and I found a recipe for a portobello blue cheese burger. Now the blue cheese may be a little bit much for my younger son. I might have to go light on that for him. But for me, it would be a really, really redeeming aspect of this dish. And that was posted to my blog archives on July 6th. 2012 under the headline mushrooms join seafood and smoke on the grill and the easiest way to go back and find these archive posts is to go to blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food and you can type in mushrooms in the search field at the very top right hand corner of the page and all kinds of mushroom posts will come up including this one you can also select by month and year under the archives heading lower down on the right hand side of the page under the drop down menu choose july 2012 and then page down to the sixth because they're posted in reverse order and I wanted to share this recipe in this podcast. It was adapted by the Detroit Free Press from Eating Well Magazine's May-June 2012 issue. And it would be a great one to do inside in a cast iron skillet. You don't have to do it on a grill. There's nothing saying you have to do it on a grill. And you could even just pop these portobello mushroom caps in the oven like I did and roast them in a hot oven about 400 degrees. But I'm going to give the recipe as it was written, which does call for grilling on a gas grill. You could also use charcoal if you have that. It calls for three tablespoons olive oil divided, one tablespoon balsamic vinegar, three garlic cloves that have been peeled and pressed, four large portobello mushrooms, about four to five inches in diameter, wiped clean and the stems removed. One large red onion that's been peeled and thinly sliced. That'll yield two to three cups. A quarter cup ruby port or favorite sweet red wine. A half a teaspoon salt divided. A half teaspoon freshly ground pepper. That's also a divided use. A half a cup crumbled blue cheese. That's about two ounces. Four whole wheat hamburger buns or favorite bun or roll. I also like individual ciabatta rolls for these types of burgers. One cup arugula and that's for topping the burgers and four thick tomato slices for topping burgers as well. In a small bowl, whisk two tablespoons of the oil with the tablespoon balsamic vinegar and the three garlic cloves that have been peeled and pressed. Brush that mixture all over the mushrooms and let stand for 30 minutes. This is like marinating meat almost. Meanwhile, heat the remaining tablespoon oil in a large skillet over high heat and add the large red onion that's been peeled and thinly sliced. 
Cook that, stirring frequently until it's beginning to brown. That'll take about five minutes. Reduce the heat to low and add two tablespoons of water and cook, stirring frequently until the onion's browned and very soft for about 15 minutes. Add the quarter cup ruby port or favorite sweet red wine that's to deglaze this mixture make a nice kind of sauce around these caramelized onions you could also use marsala wine i use marsala wine a lot in my cooking for sweetness and it's probably a little cheaper certainly than port but there is sort of cooking grade port available right in the same area kind of on the lower shelves of the wine aisles in most grocery stores so add a quarter cup of that either port marsala wine and cook stirring occasionally until that's almost evaporated which will take about three minutes more stir in a quarter teaspoon of the salt and an eighth teaspoon of the pepper remove from the heat and cover so you need to preheat the grill to start grilling the portobello mushroom caps preheat it to medium and then sprinkle the mushrooms with the remaining quarter teaspoon salt and eighth teaspoon pepper. Grill the mushroom caps gill sides down for five to seven minutes and turn them over and top each with two tablespoons of the cheese. It's handy that they keep the cheese in their little depression rather than a burger. Sometimes it can be challenging to keep cheese from rolling off as you're trying to grill it. Grill until the mushrooms are tender for four to five minutes more. Toast the buns, either on the grill or I prefer actually under the oven broiler with a little bit of butter. Divide the onions among the mushroom caps. Again, the mushroom caps will just kind of hold on to those onions in the depression. And serve them cheese side up on the buns with the arugula and tomato slices. Now that makes four portobello blue cheese burgers, one that certainly is now going to be on my warm weather menu. And if I'm stuck inside, I did buy some portobello mushrooms on my last trip to the grocery store, and I may just try these in my cast iron skillet or on a grill pan or even in a hot oven to roast the mushroom caps first before turning them into a really, really delicious burger with lots of caramelized onion on a toasted bun with arugula or other greens of your choice. It would even be great with spinach. And that is from my blog, Archives, published July 6th. 2012 under the headline mushrooms join seafood and smoke on the grill find those past posts at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food and read all my current posts to the whole dish at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish thanks for listening to and reading the whole dish <laughs>